This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekday 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. So on, on Friday, the health minister, Dr. Joe Pasha, uh, says announced that the, the health department uh, will be issuing a vaccination certificate within a, a, the next week uh, in line with the World Health Organization's initiative to standardize vaccination certificates. The department says that uh, the vaccination certificate will serve as proof that you've been vaccinated and will allow you to attend events with mandatory vaccination requirements such as sport events, but it most likely won't make it any easier to travel overseas. This is uh, um, now, that, now South Africa has been urged to digitize it's COVID-19 vaccine uh, uh, certificates and the uh, testing certificates as well in a standardized way, which will make it easier for travelers to pass borders, border security checks. Let's speak to chief economist and uh, thought leader uh, at Executive IQ Business, Sfeso Skenjana, joining us on the line. Good morning and thanks so much uh, for joining us. Morning, Sfeso. It seems to me, is this something that the government even has a choice on? I mean, uh, if this is the way the rest of the world is moving, it seems to me like uh, uh, we would have no choice. No, we wouldn't. Um, and, and, and in fact, I mean, it's something we probably should embrace and, and receive and solicit the right kind of feedback to look at, at uh, dual modules, uh, models of both uh, uh, taking a digital approach with this, as people are asking, but also responding to the fact that uh, we still have a digital divide issue in South Africa, and this mm-hmm. can't be applicable for everyone because we've still got data uh, price issues and all of that stuff. So I think, one, it does enable uh, people to travel easier. And this is stuff that was already there with the likes of yellow fever, etc. There were kind of mandatory things in place that if you mm. wanted to go to a certain country, you needed to be able to have uh, the qualifying things to be able to travel. And so I think this uh, makes it a little bit easier for countries to continue reconsidering South Africa as a destination uh, or as a partner for people to be able to travel in and out of. Um, so I think it's certainly a, a step in the right direction. What kind of uh, investment are we looking at in terms of rolling out um, such a digital vaccine certificate? Is it something that would come at, uh, you know, substantial cost? I I don't imagine it would, right? Um, uh, And primarily because there are already investments that are being made uh, in terms of driving uh, differentiated forms of e-government. Uh, Home Affairs has also um, been running a number of pilots around um, digital IDs for, for South Africans. And I know that they were working in, 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 in partnership um, also to look at how do you get from digital IDs to digital payments and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So where, in essence, you would be able to get to a shop and there'll be a payment that is uh, directly associated with your name when someone puts in your your ID number. So these are all the things that are already, I think, in pilot phase at various instances within government as well as in partnership with private sector. And I think that 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 could be a plug and play in already investments that are underway for accelerating Mm e-government. Now, the... the 
what would be the the the, the cost? Uh, you know, the, in, in terms of uh, if we don't uh, go this route, or at least uh, don't do it uh, soon enough. I mean, there must, I imagine, be real cost implications that come with this. I mean, our ability uh, to do cross-border business and uh, um, equally as well to accept people coming into the. Although we are obviously less stringent in terms of our regulations with people coming into the country. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, we've got an ailing tourism industry and, and at, a, at a pre-COVID level, I mean, that's an industry that was generating 154-odd billion to our GDP directly and indirectly uh, closer to 450 billion. And so when that sector isn't a thriving sector, mm-hmm. Uh, because tourists can't come in and they, they, you know, you can't have events and all of those things that were big are crowd pullers for the context of South Africa. And then I think that that means that that's going to be a sector that remains in the doldrums for a little bit longer. It's also a sector that I think uh, two thirds or three quarters of it actually employ people younger than 36 years old. And so that's also something to consider when we look mm. at the complexity of our youth issues in our country. And so I think that, so there's a direct economic impact uh, that comes from, from us not moving in a way that will start to uh, promote tourism again. Uh, and, 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 and I think that's, for me, probably one of the biggest considerations uh, is, is around uh, uh, rebuilding uh, you know, that, that, that sector of the economy. What do you believe government's approach should be, though, when it comes to uh, also the messaging around and convincing more people to be taking up the vaccine? I mean, when, it sounds like uh, the, the U.S. is going to be playing hardball if uh, the comments from the uh, president, uh, Joe Biden, was uh, anything to go by, where it sounds like uh, more and more is moving in the direction of uh, vaccine mandates. Whereas in South Africa, you know, government has been walking on eggshells and as far as that is concerned, looking for the carrot approach rather than uh, the stick. And I do wonder whether you think at some point it will be inevitable that uh, the stick must be used. Um, I think, you know, there, there's a whole lot of, 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 of uh, sociopolitical implications for any of those choices. And we've seen some companies already in South Africa uh, trying the mandatory approach. Some of them have succeeded. Some of them have gotten big uh, uh, lashbacks from either unions, etc. Um, and there is constitutional master that, that can be passed on making it mandatory. But I think, you know, beyond the, the, the constitutional uh, master that you can pass, it seems like the legal eagles have, have been working, you know, tirelessly around that. The other is then that what does it mean socially? We know we've got a history, for example, where we did have an apartheid government that did, for example, inject women with anti-fertility uh, treatments, etc. Mm, and mm. so, and so, these are scars that exist in our societies. And so, as a government, you you've got to walk that that tightrope very, very carefully because it can uh, be a massive trigger socially. Um, for uh, a lot of uh, black people in, in this country who still carry also apartheid uh, uh, scars as well. And so we really need to just be mindful. So I, I do believe in the carrot approach. I do believe in a smarter education approach. Mm. Um, and, and, and let's continue innovating around how we educate until we get it right. Mm. Um, and, mm. and that for me would be where I put my emphasis is really around ensuring that I do mass education and rollout programs until people 
people's uh, hesitation mm. to drop yeah. Yeah, you certainly don't want uh, now to be creating hostility um, when it's actually a good cause that you are trying to advance here. Um, Mr. Skenjan, uh, thank you so much for your input this morning. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chief Economist and Thought Leadership Executive at IQ Business Official uh, Skenjana. Yeah, let's talk about uh, talking about uh, vaccines. And in our Twitter poll, asking you the question around this whole uh, idea that uh, some countries are insisting on rolling out booster shots, as they're calling them. In other words, getting a third vaccine. Is that right in your view? Um, should governments be allowed to do that? Well, I don't think that there's really much you can be do uh, that can be done about that. Uh, you can't stop them. But uh, is it right? Is it appropriate for governments to be doing that in an environment where there are still many countries around the world that uh, have not even been able to administer one shot to um, to their citizens? And uh, if you think, is it moral? Or is it immoral to do so? Or yes, they should uh, put their pri- the interests of their citizens first. And I'd be interested also to hear at the same time whether you think it would be appropriate for well, for a country like South Africa to be sitting here and hoarding a whole bunch of vaccines that no one is taking. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.